Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, and welcome to the Syrupcast. If you're tuning into the Syrupcast for the first time, it's a podcast by Mobile Syrup, Canada's largest independent tech website, in which we look back at the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. This is episode 181. We're recording it on Thursday, October 11th. On this week's show, we have Mobile Syrup Managing Editor, Patrick O'Rourke. Patrick? What's, what's good? What's up? I'm back. Back on the pod. Back you are. Yes. It's good to have you About back. time. About time. That is the voice of one Josh McConnell. Josh, how are you? I don't even work here, and I'm giving you a hard time. About time you get back on this podcast, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've had more of you, Josh, in the last couple of weeks than we've had. Yeah, I don't Patrick. think I've been on in uh, like a solid month, something like that. Expect your resignation papers within... I, I did literally... My pod resignation papers. I literally DM'd you the other day, I miss you. Yeah, you did. That was, that was at the nice. Pixel event. Yeah, I missed you. Right, and there was that one pod it was, where it was you were hungover. Yes. Now, oh, I, didn't, I didn't come. That's why. Yes. yes that's I all coming back into yeah. focus. I didn't come in, and I was dead until about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's an interesting experience for me. I came in. I was like, why not? Last, but certainly not least, we have staff reporter Samir Chabra, who is not hungover. He's doing his due diligence, doing his job excellently. Samir, how are you? I am not only stone cold sober, I wasn't actually going to be on the podcast until you guys wanted headphones and I had to go in the back room and I was like, let me just pull out the microphone. I can just be on the pod. It's no big deal. <laughs> that is a power the, move. The if, more the merrier. Anyway, we're here to talk about Pixel. We're not here to preview it because it's finally official. Josh Whoa. and I went to New York City. Josh, it was great having you there. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we, we had, had donuts. Good, we had donuts. Yes, we Ooh, had. What kind of donuts? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I had a Boston cream and a glazed. No pies? That was my breakfast. No eclairs? pizza? Uh, no, I just flew. I literally was in town for three hours. For like a hot minute. Four hours. I just yeah. flew in and out. So I had time to get donuts across the street and then I left. So what you're telling me is you did have pizza. When I got back. <laughs> <laughs> but not in New York. <laughs> I will say this is the first time where I was flying out of LaGuardia where the flight didn't get delayed. It got delayed on the way in, which, mm. you know. That's too. better than leaving, though. Yeah, I always leaving. argue. And I, I agree. It was nice because I flew in the day before, so there was no chance of me missing the keynote. Mm. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, one Google Canada employee told me they missed the keynote because their flight got delayed. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's so, yeah. I, I thought delays there. were happening after I was leaving. I got on a 7 o'clock flight or so. It was delayed at, It was delayed 15 minutes. So I'm like, oh, no, the domino begins. So yeah. I got in before. And you flew at a porter, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, that is far too much talk Inside about LaGuardia. Baseball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all you need to know is that LaGuardia, constantly under construction, will probably not be finished in our lifetimes. Certainly not before the end of the world. So, <laughs> you know. Um, Pixel 3. Uh, you and I, as I mentioned, Josh, we were there. Um, where did we start? Do you want to ask some questions? So, I, I, think, I think the best thing to ask is like, what was the reaction to the devices being revealed at the event? Because 
back home covering it where I was, it was pretty, pretty lackluster in the office. But I think that might've been because we've been covering this phone forever leading mm-hmm. up to its mm-hmm. release. Right. Mm-hmm. So we knew everything about it already. So when Google kind of uh, listed off all of these devices that they were showing off, we were like, Oh, this is exactly what we expected. So what was it like in the actual room at the yeah. event? So I'd fair to say, is it fair to say Josh, that that was a more Apple presentation than Apple has done in like the last five years? Yeah, I mean, and it was very quick. They whipped through everything, mm-hmm. maybe because they kind of knew stuff was out there. Which I hated. Yeah, it yeah. was so quick. But that being said, you know, so kind of what we said in the, the preview podcast. So mm-hmm. there was the hardware leaks, and then there was the software. And the software didn't leak as much until like right in the 11th hour. Some of it did. Mm-hmm. And I don't think everyone knew that. So there were certain software features where you could hear... A little bit of a, ooh, or ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that stands out out of all the devices, so not Pixel, but um, the Home Hub, when they were like, oh, and the best part, it doesn't have a camera. That got a good reaction because yeah. that was a clear That got a good joke. reaction at home as yeah. well. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, was funny. That's true. Yeah, so that had good reaction because clearly it was a jab at both Amazon and Facebook just announced Portal the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, but but phone-wise... So the, the the parts that got the reaction, I would say the most. That's just spitballing here off the top of my head. When they did the comparison for night night sight, night sight, yeah, and sure. they frouched at. The, so do you want do you want to explain what night sight is? Yeah, so night sight. I mean, they didn't really get into too much detail on how it works, other than algorithms, the 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 token word. Yeah. Uh, but the idea is it ha- uses machine learning. Machine, <laughs> machine learning, yes. And they it basically can do better night photos. Uh, so that can be selfie in the front camera. So if you're just trying to take a selfie in the dark, you know, I've seen another photo as well that of just a selfie being taken on the street at night and it's much clearer. This was kind of a sunset. So it was dusk, it was dark and it showed people sitting on a rock outside and it had an iPhone 10s photo allegedly, and then a pixel three photo allegedly. And it was very Night and day, no pun intended. It, it basically, it uses a bunch of HDR photos, kind of like HDR does in general, and just makes it brighter without distorting it. Yeah, so if you want a, like a really great article on this, there's a website called uh, DP Review, which is generally, uh, I believe that's just short for uh, Digital Photography Review, right? So it's one of the like kind of leading um, photography websites, and they have this like incredibly comprehensive but easy to understand deep dive into how some of these features work um and from you're basically uh bang on it is hdr but like the kind of interesting thing about it is that essentially like and don't quote me on this but i believe it can like do keep the shutter open for like a third of a second which Mm. in like photography terms is quite long Mm -hmm. and i think altogether like they said something like it's basically coming together with like a shot that's like three seconds worth of exposure time Mm. and that is a lot of time for the sensor to collect light um so that's how it works it's just uh it's very similar i think to how the p20 pro does it where it's like just through both algorithms and optical image stabilization is able to keep the shutter open for a really long time that's what i was just going to ask is there optical image stabilization this time around because i know there there wasn't in the 2XL, I believe. I know no, the 2 had optical uh, yeah, image stabilization. Yeah. Essentially, I it was seemed, digital. Uh, maybe on the cam- on the video front. Yeah, right. Okay. The video I don't believe did. So this time yeah. it does. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, although, so it doesn't. Interesting on that, it doesn't do 4K 60 frames per second. So, like, mm. um, I think all of that to say is like, 
yes, the camera is very impressive, but it is not the be all end all when mm-hmm. it comes to smartphone photography. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the notch. Okay. Okay. Just before we pivot, one quick thing. The yeah. other, the other thing that got reaction. I just while we follow that train, uh, the duplexed features, because that was something that did not leak ahead of time. That the, Pix- the, the like spam calling stuff. Yeah. So so Pixel Three is going to be the first consumer device or device to have the actual proper duplex, like duplex proper, where you can just say book me a reservation. It will call and do that back and, back and forth. That's in uh, three or four U.S. cities to start before rolling mm-hmm. out. And then all Pixel 3s in the U.S. is going to get call screen. Uh, and then it's going to roll out to other countries shortly afterwards. And that's where you can have you know, your phone sitting on the table. A call comes in. You don't recognize it. You hit call screen. And it will say, hi, I'm answering on behalf of Josh. What is this about? Tell me. And it transcribes literally in real time. And then you can choose what do you want to do? Answer, hang up, get more information. I can't mm-hmm. wait to write a guide that explains how to get that in Canada <laughs> yeah. since it's not launching in Canada first. It's true. But but so that was something. And I actually, because I was, so I got to play with the Pixel 3s back in September. Uh, I had the Canadian pre-brief on it. So I was watching to see if some of those so- software features would get leaked because there was lots of hardware stuff. But I'm like, this is going to be something that even privacy folk are going to be like, oh, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't leak. So when that was announced on the stage, definitely there was a reaction in the crowd. Like, whoa, okay, it's here. It's coming. It's actually a thing. Uh, before we pivot to the notch, Samir, did you have questions? I actually, no, no, no questions for me. But I do want to say, uh, in case anyone's wondering, and in case anyone just caught what Josh said, yes. So when he was here on the podcast a few weeks ago talking to Dean, Igor, mm-hmm. and I about what you know what to expect from the Pixel 3, he had already been pre-breached. He already knew all of this. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say anything. I just based it, was, it off the rumors. He was like, ha ha, you know, I feel it's going to be nicer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you know, in, in his defense, he did, not, he did not tell us anything. This is true. Yes, yes. it's true. I, yeah. kept, I, I did kept, what I was told. He kept the cards close to his chest. It's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, so now I, notch. Yeah, so. Let's do it. I feel like we are of two very different minds of this, right? Like. Well, you, it should be noted, it's only on the big one. The small one does not have a notch. Yeah, the small one, listen, if you, I, I mean, I can't review this right now, but basically, if the notch bothers you, the small one is amazing. Yeah. Continue. You can also turn it off, like other uh, blogs and whatever have been covering yeah. it. You can yeah. simply turn the feature off. But, you know, so it's different than, like, how you can turn it off on, like, other notched phones, right? Whereas, so, like, here, the status bar gets pushed to, like, oh, below I the see. notch. Okay. So you're, mm-hmm. like... You have all this wasted space. Yeah. Right? Yep. And they but it does look it. like a Pixel 2 XL. Right. So like, if, so for people like me who don't like notches, the fact that you don't have to worry about all your notifications showing up in the notch space, yeah. for me, weirdly enough, I'm like, that's really cool. That would make me want the Pixel 3 XL even more. I not, don't know. You bought it, though. one. I did. You? I bought a Pixel 3, though, because like right of... Right after it was in yeah, the yeah, house, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 I was that was it. I was sold. Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, that's the phone I want in my pocket for the next, you know, two and, to three years. You know, we went hands on with the devices there, spent time with them, and the three's form factor, I think it's arguably one of the best out there, in my opinion. It's, it's the best small phone. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, because everyone's going big. It sounds and, like a headline to a review. Hold on, guys. <laughs> what about the Sony Xperia XZ2 Compact? Uh, <laughs> let's not so, talk about Sony. <laughs> so, my opinion on the notch, I don't care about notches i i think everyone it's such a hot topic and i think it's much ado about nothing i really do i i think if i get that little extra screen space great i don't care either way about notches so it does it does not bother me at all yeah i agree to you 
fundamentally in the sense that with every other notch phone, I don't care. Mm. With this one, I went to watch a YouTube video last night and the notch cuts so deeply into the screen when you like, so on YouTube, you can pinch to zoom in, Mm -hmm. right? So that because it's a really like odd aspect ratio, you can, and most videos are filmed 16 by nine, you pinch it and then you can view it full screen. And it's just like, I'm like, literally, like, I cannot see what is happening on the left side of this frame. But that's what, same with the iPhone 10 though. And right, the, like, yeah. that was the same so, thing. And people complained when it first came out. They tweaked it. Apps started supporting yeah. it more. So the one thing that I was going to say is like, so I'm, I'm pretty notch agnostic. Like, I, I don't. That's a good way to describe it. I don't yeah. really, I don't really care. The the iPhone 10s and the 10s notch disappeared for me. Like, yeah, it, same. it was maybe, maybe it bothered me a little bit when i when i first got the phone but now it's totally disappeared into the background it's not your problem anymore exactly i don't think uh-huh. about it <laughs> i've only held the pixel 3 a couple times um but i kind of feel the same way that igor does where it looks really deep compared to other phones that i've used before that kind of had the teardrop teardrop notch or mm. kind of the the iphone 10 or 10s is much shallower notch mm-hmm. um i would have to like sit down with it and use different apps to see if they're if it really bothered me, but like at first glance, it seems like it's unnecessarily deep. I know Google talked about how like that's how big they had to make the notch because in order to fit the dual cameras on the front yep, Mm -hmm. um, and then the speaker, it just Mm -hmm. like at first glance, it looks like it could be smaller. It's unnecessarily deeper. Um, but that's not what they said. And I thought that too, especially when you saw like the leaks and everything, you're like, Whoa, it's, it's, it's deep. And then once you start using it, it just kind of the same thing. It I think it would fade. It would fade away for me too if I started using it as, as like my daily device. It's definitely like worse in pictures than it is yes, in person. Definitely. But that's most of my experience with yeah. it, right? Like I've only really seen it in photos, and when I look at it, I'm like, damn, that's a that's a deep notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know what? Like, I would be fine with it again if like so removing the notch requires you to find the developer settings, which is not. As straightforward as you think like you have to it's an eastern egg i think egg, that might Android. change though i like, assume it will be mm. uh based on the kind of outcry um and then you know like it just looks like they went out of their way to make the most like mm. um just like the ugliest possible <laughs> so so that was the next question i was going to ask you guys um do you feel that the notch is purely an aesthetic an aesthetic decision on google's part or was this something that had to be implemented into the phone to fit the sort of hardware vision that they have for the it's, Pixel 3 it, XL? It's completely practical, right? Yeah, okay. uh, and, and the the vibe that I get, and this isn't, I wasn't briefed. So when I asked about the notch, it was just kind of like, oh, we just need it. You know, that's in order to get the cameras, blah, blah, blah. But it's because of the consumer trends of small bezels, as much screen real estate as you can. Mm-hmm. And they just said it was a practicality thing. Now, if I took that aside and just looked at it myself, I would tend to agree. It just seems to be a consumer reaction. That's what people want. That's what people expect. Um, but they were very adamant about these this, these wide angle lenses. Yeah, and um, so in uh, I was in a roundtable with some Google executives, and the sense I got was that um, basically the Pixel Three is the last phone that's not going to have a notch, like mm-hmm. like full stop. Yeah, like, it's, it's not Notch City in Pixel Land. It's going to be Notch City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um whether like i assume they'll find some way to make the notch less obtrusive and i think what's important like the important thing to say about all this is that yes i think the notch is like way too deep and it doesn't look good but the trade-off is worth it in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways which is you get this wide angle selfie camera which we've had like so much fun with just Mm -hmm. now right and then you get the front facing speaker right so 
not for nothing, you do get there is a trade off for it. Right? I wish that wide angle camera was on the front of the phone. Yeah. Or on the, the back. back. The back. But that that's like yeah, sorry, on, on the back. That that's like a specific thing. For I, me. Yeah. Like I don't I don't I take agree. a lot of selfies, right? So I'm not Same. really interested mm-hmm. in having a wide angle selfie camera. I also don't have enough friends, you know, to fill the frame. <laughs> that's yeah. Awesome. yeah. So I know. I, yeah. I would just I I would prefer to like be able to take wider landscape I photos agree. or something yeah. like that. But I understand why they made that decision. So to piggyback off that, only one lens in the back. And when I asked them, I said, you know, everyone is doing at least two lenses, if not three. If not four. If not four. You see the leaks of the A10, the <laughs> yeah. Galaxy yeah, yeah. A10? It's got like 10 it's cameras insane. on it. So, the, sorry, the A9. Is it, is it the A9? It's yeah. five cameras, right? Uh, the A9 has four. Four cameras yeah. in There's a row. The one that was announced today. Oh, so five, five all together. Yeah, yeah. One on the yeah. front, and then yeah. they're like in a... Anyways, It's continue. crazy. It's and more so, camera than smoke. Yeah, seriously. So I asked them, and I said, you know... So for me personally, I just like the even just the extra for the zoom, optical zoom. Like I like two lenses. That, that's why you know I like it on the iPhone. Optical zoom is sick. Like, yeah, I, I I really do miss that. Whenever I'm reviewing a phone that doesn't have the two times yeah. optical zoom, that that's something that I miss. For Same. Sure. And so I so I said that specifically, and they said, look, it it's not a religious thing. We are not just you know one lens. That's it. They said when it gets, we, we probably will, you know, add another lens at some point when we feel it's necessary. But they are so com- are, um, so confident in their machine learning and algorithms and now with their super res zoom that they feel they can get the same quality, um, if not better than some dual lens setup with a telephoto lens because of the way that their machine learning and algorithms work. Yeah, you know, like it strikes me like it's such a Google thing to yeah, say that it because is. it's like, I think... It's reasonable for people to be disappointed by this phone to feel like that Google didn't really push the envelope. And the reason I say that is like, what I distinctly remember is when the uh, Huawei uh, Nexus or the Nexus 6P got announced, right? They made such a big deal about like, we don't need optical image yeah, stabilization. Yeah, that's what, I think that's when I said before that the 2XL yeah. didn't have it. I think that's what I was thinking. So the 6P didn't have OIS. And I specifically remember Dave Burke just being like, our software is so good. The pixels are so large. You'll never need optical image stabilization. Didn't he say that to you? No, he said it at the keynote, right? And I'm paraphrasing here, right? So he clearly didn't say we'll never need it, right? But like when they added OIS to the Pixel, it was so much better, right? Like there's a certain limit you can do with hardware. And I feel for them, it's just like, it feels like in a way it's just cost cutting. You know, like the Pixel only sold only, quote unquote, Four million phones, right? Like in the grand scheme, that's in total, like across the line, or is that Pixel Two, the two, the two specifically, two and the two XL, right? I think they all together sold about four million. That's the like. There's no official numbers, but that's what. Which is like that's nothing compared compared to Samsung or the Apple, Apple, right? Like, um, so like, anyway, Josh. Well, to play off that though, you know, Google doesn't do the Pixel to sell phones either. Mm-hmm. That's not their goal with the Pixel. It's kind of similar to, I mean, obviously they want to, but the idea is that they're trying, you know, the what's the saying? Rising tide floats all boats or, mm-hmm. or whatever. The same thing with Microsoft and their Surface line. They're trying to show OEMs what a proper Google slash Android experience can be, should be. And I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Premium level, not saying, you know, it's, it's, there's more Android experiences that are already like that with OEMs now, you know, Samsung's and such, and, and Microsoft mm-hmm. had more of a problem with that. But they're just trying to show and make the proof case for this is a good Android experience. Um, so they want people to talk about it. They want people to, to try Android various reasons, various Google services, and so on. So while, yes, they would like to sell phones, and I spoke to an analyst actually from an article about this too, but they said it's, just, it's about making this use case um, for just a good Android experience. And, and these are the type of things you can do with Android if you do it right. Right. The one the one thing I take issue with that like very common explanation is that like when has like Samsung looked to Google for like, you know, how to build a an Android phone, right? right? Like but, but they're not it's not it's not Samsung looking to Google, it's Google mm-hmm. trying to show consumers and then therefore some of these other mm-hmm. not so good Android experiences to try to say, look at there's so many premium ones out here. We just mm-hmm. did this Use some of our APK or um, APIs mm-hmm. and and some of our development kits, and then often they roll out. They'll test things with Pixel and then roll it out just to Android in general mm-hmm. too, right? So so it's kind of a mix of everything. So are those there are those OEMs that will just keep doing their same thing. There are those OEMs that will pull some of those Pixel fi- mm-hmm. features when they get released, um, and then there are those that are just going to look at Google as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, that being said, you know the company also told me I asked one of the executives, and he like. Google is very much focused on hardware. Like it is a very important category for them, physical hardware mm-hmm. and the made by Google line, uh, enough that it gets called out now in, in investor earnings and, and reports. So obviously it's something they want to grow. It's they're obviously they obviously do care about sales. However, you can't my point is you can't say whether the pixel is successful based just on mm-hmm. sales numbers because that's not how they're going to be measuring it either. Mhm. If that makes sense. No, I totally agree. So on the on the point of other OEMs looking to Android or looking to Google, you know, with the Nexus line and now with the Pixel line. Uh, while I agree that you know, Igor, you're right. Samsung typically doesn't look to you know the Nexus 5X or the Pixel uh, 3 or what have you. These devices that are put out by Google to, for like the ideas about how to build it. I think. If Google, and obviously what it's doing now, is trying to compete with them, it's going to encourage them to do it. Samsung's going to get scared and say, well, you know what, obviously we're going to outsell them. That's fine. But if, if, if for a single second a consumer in their mind thinks, well, I could always get a Pixel, that's a loss for Samsung. Mm-hmm. That, that shouldn't be enough for Samsung. Um, or rather, Samsung's dominance of the market shouldn't be enough for it to just be like, yeah, well, you know, we're just going to coast and release a camera or phone with like five cameras now. And let's to piggyback off that, look at Microsoft as a good example. While Surface is definitely ha- doesn't have the, the market share of the PC market, uh, Forbes literally put out an article with headlines saying Microsoft is the new Apple. Why? Because their keynotes has lots of kind of different hardware, experimenting with new things, trying new things. So even if it's just a marketing push, um, I mean, that's also a win. Right. So I just, I just feel like Android isn't it. So when the Surface line was announced and Microsoft sort of towed that line that we're not trying to compete with our various manufacturing partners, we're doing this to sort of show the world what a, a, an awesome Windows laptop can be and and try to like rise the tide of other devices. I feel like with Microsoft back then, um, there's such a stark difference between what mm. Apple's doing with its laptops and what 
third party, uh, mm. whatever laptop manufacturers were doing with Windows devices. Yeah. But when it comes to Android, for me, it feels like things are a bit, a little different. Like there's a lot of really dope high end Android phones out there yeah, already. Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. Um, so I, I don't know if I buy the like rising tide of Android devices argument with with what Google's doing with the Pixel line. But some of the other stuff, like I think I think I agree with. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah, so I think like where this is different is so in a couple ways, right? Like first of all, when Microsoft launched the Surface lineup it was universally panned, right? Mm, it's a disaster. It took, it took a couple years to mm-hmm. get to this, quote-unquote, it's rising the tide, right? It took like, that huge write-off, too, on the RT. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Like, And then second of all, like, what is unique about the Pixel is not the hardware, mm-hmm. right? Like, there is no... Brew, like, In fact, like, so much of the Pixel goes against current trends, right? Yeah. Like, one, <laughs> one rear-facing camera, right? Like, yeah. um, Whereas, as we pointed out this morning, we saw a phone with... Five cameras, right? Four on the back. We saw, you know, another phone that was completely experimental with sixteen cameras on the back. So, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's my next daily driver. <laughs> and then, so the stuff that is like actually unique to the Pixel is stuff that is that Google actually doesn't give out freely to. Yes, it's a part of Android, but it's a part of Android that they've built on top of, right? True. Like, how many like Pixel features have we actually seen? Like the the HDR stuff, for an example. Yeah, so like that's something right. they've yeah. given out, or right? The, which is that all powered by the the image, the, the visual, image signal visual processor, core, visual core, right? right. Yeah. But I believe they yeah. published this research paper that kind of explains how okay. they built. But that's mm-hmm. like still like those are things that are much more harder for like these like the whole like premise of Android is like look listen we've done the software all you do, need to do is build the hardware. Mm-hmm. And I actually went back and the, the original computational photography terminology and paper came out in like 2006 from a Google engineer. Mm-hmm. So it's they've been working on it for years. years. And yeah. then HDR was, I think, 2010 or 11. So even though Pixel's only been out for a few years, they've been working on this stuff for a very long time. And now you see it everywhere, you know, Android mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, too, is... You know, while it might be a feature built into the the Pixel, so for example, lens and such, a lot of that though you still can add into mm-hmm. other phones just through an app. It's right. not native into it, but it's through an app. Yeah. So I guess um, if we could just kind of move forward, mm. like where do we see the lineup going from here? Because I think this is um, it was kind of a very interesting inflection point for the company, right? Like, and a lot of what we talked about when the iPhone uh, 10R launched is like, I think this phone is still going to come up against a lot of problems when it going up against the 10R. So for me, and I've actually, I've said this for a while, even before Pixel 3, even with Pixel 2, because mm-hmm. it's still so new. So Pixel was kind of the, the, the proof case that Google can do its own hardware. That was just mm-hmm. the experimentation. And you, people knew kind of like, or you like, you, you'd mention Pixel, they'd be like, oh, what is it you'd explain and so on and so forth. Pixel 2 People were like, oh, I remember hearing that name, but then remember there was that huge marketing push. So much. There's like posters everywhere. Right. And I even said last year, I said, this is probably not going to do much for the Pixel 2, but this is going to get people thinking when their contracts run out for the Pixel 3. And so this, I'm, I, so that being said, I don't know where it's going to go or sales or whatever, but I have always thought the Pixel 3 could be a, a pivotal year where you might actually see a lot of people decide to pick it up this time because they've had two years now of getting it kind of ingrained into their head. Last year was that big push, plus all the tech blogs, you know, talk about the camera and so on. So I'm really curious to see how the response is this year. 
with a three. Right. Uh, just before getting uh, both you, Samir, and Patrick to chime in, I think that is like dead on in the sense that, um, you know, uh, I mentioned at the start of the show that like the keynote was more Apple than Apple, right? And what is what was very striking to me is that they didn't show a spec sheet, right? Mm. Contrast that to Apple's iPhone presentation where there was like a very detailed spec sheet, right? Here it was like about the wow factor of certain features, right? Like, um, and like the videos that they played were very effective at like communicating how like fun and cool and awesome these features were. Like the selfie one was mm. fantastic, right? Like it's like, oh, like look where I am. And you're like, yeah. where is this guy? It looks like he's just <laughs> in a park. Oh, he's in front of the Eiffel Tower. That was fun. right. Like, it was so well put together and they communicated the features that will matter to consumers so effectively. Anyway. Mm. Yes, sir. Samir, Pat, whoever wants to go first. Specifically about what? Uh, just where does the pixel line go from here? How do you see these phones so performing? When I was thinking about this before, I mean, I, I know there are some slight hardware changes, the dual front facing cameras, the, the, the bezels getting sort of minimized. It very much felt like... Google's sort of, in the same way that the iPhone XS was an iterative update to the iPhone X, the iPhone X was the big change. This felt like another iterative step forward for the Pixel line, um, which which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing, um, given that the Pixel 2 is a pretty solid phone. This is kind of improves and builds on that um, that that baseline that, that Google started with that. Um, but I, I don't know if I see them doing something drastic next year. I think it's going to be the same thing again, at least for the Pixel 4, it's going to be another iterative step forward. I think they're gonna they're gonna drop those dual cameras finally on, <laughs> on the front, um, which which I was kind of uh, disappointed that that wasn't the case with the Pixel Three. Um, but I I don't see the Pixel line doing anything particularly dramatic in the near future in terms of pushing what we expect from Android devices. Nice, Samir, you've been very patient. So the simple fact of the matter, um, and I don't want to you know, denigrate all of us here because we, we try our best, but I, I think we just don't know. And mm-hmm. I say this because one of the standout uh, features, one of the standout things that Google revealed at their I.O., not, not the Pixel event, but I.O. back in May this year, was Duplex. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, you're never going to have to answer a telemarketer ever again. And also, by the way, you're never going to have to book a haircut over the phone ever again. We're going to do it for you. That's insane, right? How crazy is that? And now they're saying, oh, yeah, this phone, this phone that's coming out in November, that phone's going to have this feature, this crazy feature that you all thought was Minority Report 20, like 100, that kind of thing. I think, oh, sorry, I know I don't know. Um, but I think the most important thing is that Google's not going to stop with this AI push. They're obsessed mm. with it. They've been obsessed with it for years. It's been their bread and butter. And I think if you know, trends are what they are. Sure. The next, the Pixel 4 is going to look like a souped up iPhone XR. That'd be great. Why not? I'll get over my notch fears. But what they unveil in their uh, 2018, uh, sorry, the 2019 IO next year, next May, that's going to be crazy. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they turn around and say, you're never going to have to pick up your phone ever again. Your phone's <laughs> going to read your mind and it's going to know exactly what you want to do. <laughs> when, you know, when, when you get a call from a telemarketer or you get a call from your boss or you get a call from your, your, your significant other, your phone's going to know exactly what to do. I think we still will see a bit of a design change, though, because even in the briefings, they're like, oh, you know, we stuck with the two-tone. And when they say language like that, I feel like they'll probably do something different. This The, the big year was, you know, it's glass back so that we can do wireless charging and stuff. So they kind of kept the same design look, but it feels a lot better. It's more rounded and so on. But I think after three years of a similar design on the back, I would like to think that they're probably going to change up the design next year. We don't know, but that would be my prediction that you probably finally will at least get some kind of design tweak. But 
Who knows? We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All glass, curved, oh, yeah. I mean, Actually, so on the subject of that, let's not forget, Apple, their drastic design reform was the iPhone 4. The first iPhone, pretty surfboard looking. iPhone 3G and 3GS, those are pretty much the same phones. And the iPhone 4 was that gorgeous, gorgeous flat rectangle with the uh, glass front and back. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe the Pixel yeah. 4 will revolutionize design forever. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe it's not. just going to look like an iPhone 4. <laughs> Could you? With two cameras I, I'm on in. the back. I'm in. I'm completely in. All right. On that note, let's have everyone shout outs. Who wants to start us off? Do we have a switch minute this week? We do. Uh, just, just let me open it up so I get all the, the facts right. Um, I, I don't have it open yet, so somebody else go. Not it. Uh, my shout out goes to the Engadget crew. Uh, they were super nice. Took me out to karaoke. Uh, we had a great time in New York and ate delicious Korean food. Uh, so all my love to Engadget. Josh, you got to go because I'm genuinely blanking. Well, mine is going to be boring, but just shout out to the mobile syrup guys. I wrote a Aww. piece while Thank on you, the Pixel yo. Slate when I was down there, but I mean, it's just always... We didn't even talk about the Pixel Slate. That's uh, fine. <laughs> go, go, go to mobilesyrup.com and you can read we it. Didn't talk about, we didn't talk about the Pixel Slate or the... Um, home Hub. The Home Hub, which, yeah. which was my favorite thing from the announcement. But I know. It's not but, coming um, to Canada. But yeah, just shout out to you guys. You guys are always a blast. It's always fun to be on here. And it's a fun stroll to come up and just chat on the podcast. So shout out to you guys. So nice. Same to you. Thanks for coming on the pod. <laughs> no worries. So I, I actually have it open now. I swear I'm not going to read it directly from the story I wrote yesterday, but don't remember anything from. <laughs> um, so Nintendo Switch's online services launched, I think, two or three weeks ago at this point. Um, and it launched with 20 different Nintendo Entertainment System games. Nintendo said they're going to add more games to it. Um, unfortunately, not the, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> not the games that anybody actually wants to play. There's no GameCube, Wii, or Nintendo 64 games on there. Um, but they have added more NES games to the service. So, Open Tournament Golf, Solomon's Key, two games I don't care about. But Super Dodgeball is now on uh, the the online nice. services, and Super Dodgeball is a sick game. Um, they've also added a legend of uh, like an easy mode to the legend of Zelda where you start off with a bunch of new items. What do they call it? If there's a new plus or super, or no, I, I don't remember. know. It's got like, so I can read it off cause we, we know the mobile syrup cast, uh, uh, syrup cast listeners definitely care about this. <laughs> the, so they, um, you get the white sword, the magical shield, the blue ring and the power bracelet when you start the game, which essentially mm. makes it incredibly easy. <laughs> um, and this is because games used to be hard and now they're easy and we're all lazy and just want them to be fun. Nice. That was Patrick, an old man yelling at a cloud. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I actually like it. Like, I find The Legend of Zelda far yeah. too hard. I will like, play the easy mode. I, I will actually probably play the game now that the easy mode's there. It's true. Like, I, I don't like difficult games, man. I just want to go home and, like, have fun. That That's my Switch Minute. <laughs> I've got one. I've got a shout-out. I'm uh, So... Give me a second, but here we go. Uh, the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada uh, on October 10th, so yesterday, that was a Wednesday, asked the federal court to rule on the subject of Google in terms of de-indexing. So long story short, after quite some time, uh, Privacy Commissioner Daniel Terrio, te- sorry, Terrien, Daniel Terrien, is sort of getting a chance to fight for the rights to an online reputation and is sort of bringing the fight uh, for the right to be forgotten from the EU to Canada in a very loose sense. Effectively, the federal court is being asked to rule on whether or not we as citizens, as people in Canada, can just ask Google, hey, you know, there's all of these third-party news websites. This this website, mobilesyrup.com, keeps on writing about me for whatever reason, and I'd really like it if every time they search for my name or people search 
search my name in Google, they wouldn't be able to find those stories. That's all I'm asking for. So now it's up to the federal court to determine if that is constitutional, and I am excited to see where this goes. You wrote, you wrote a good story about it yesterday. So. I did. It's going to be linked. Uh, it's going to be linked in this po- uh, podcast. And on that note. Thank you so much for tuning in to what's, listen to. What's your shout out? Hey, you didn't do I gave I said, the end gadget crew. Oh, oh you guys yeah. started. Jesus I'm just, Christ, I'm just you not goldfish. used to you starting. Usually you finish, and I, I see what you're saying. Usually, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I, I am a goldfish. It's true. Yeah. Um, what day is today? Oh, the 11th? It's yeah. October it's 11th. I mean, it feels uh, like. I, <laughs> I mean, Tuesday felt like Thursday uh, for yeah. me, but anyway. All um, I know is I'm getting pizza tonight. What kind of pizza? Uh, It's Pizza Thursday at Longo's. You get a 16-inch pizza for the price of a 12-inch pizza, and they probably have the best cheese pizza in town, and I'm not even kidding. Sick. Is it better than the Metro cheese pizza? Yes. Oh, man. This is the best cheese pizza in town. Longo's. Gotta go. On that note... (laughs) Please check out Longos. Check out their pizza. They're not sponsored. They are not a sponsor of the Syrupcast. But Longos, if you're listening to this and would like to sponsor the Syrupcast, we are more than willing and open to it. That would be awesome to read a Longos ad. Oh, man. That would be great. And if you're just an advertiser in general, hit us up. (laughs) Um, I mean, hey, federal court, you want to sponsor this podcast? You know, we're in. Yeah, we'll sell ourselves to the rule of the law. That sounds like a great thing to hawk to people. Um yeah, thank you so much for listening. Where can everyone find you guys? I am on Twitter at Josh McConnell. Two C's, two N's, two L's. Uh, website, same thing, joshmcconnell.com. I am on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke. And mobileserve.com? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on there too. I thought that was expected. Um, but yeah, yeah. You can find me on there too, where I am often covering all things video game related. You can find me on Twitter at Samir Chabra94. And of course, at. No one? Syrup. There we go. Thank you, Igor. <laughs> so we have to say it three times. Just to like <laughs> drive it home, just in case you didn't know. That's Chabra with two H's. And Samir with two E's. Um, I'm just Igor Bonifacic. I'm not going to spell my convoluted Eastern European last name. That's up to you to find out. Although if you just search Igor B, 99% chance. It comes up. It comes yep. up. Um, I know this because I've checked the spelling of your last name before when writing in a, in a story. There you go. Um... And uh, on Twitter, I just shared a really cute picture of my cat nice. shot with the Pixel 3. It looks fantastic. So nice. check that out. Nice. Um, and check it out next week. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.